Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. You'll understand why you're hearing that particular fight song in the background in a bit. But before we get to our guest, just a quick reminder that I spoke to Sports Radio 610's Adam Spillane to analyze the Rockets Warriors yesterday. So if you didn't hear my less than joyous reaction to game one, make sure to look for that. Also on Sunday morning, Aaron Reese, who covers the Texans for The Athletic, gave me his reaction to the Texans draft. Make sure to go back and listen for his initial thoughts on the Texans picks. And speaking of the Texans picks, over the next couple of weeks, we'll go in-depth into some of them individually. One of the best stories is the seventh rounder from Texas A&M, Cullen Glaspia, who grew up in Katy, Texas, and grew up a Texans fan. To take a look at him, I've brought in friend of the show, Taylor Travis, who covers the Aggies for the Zone 1150 AM and 102.7 FM in College Station. Great to have you back, Taylor. What was your reaction when you heard the Texans drafted Cullen? I thought good for him. You know, he's a guy who came in as a walk-on. And a funny backstory to this, I'm sure you know this, I'm sure a lot of listeners know this, but one of the most popular message boards revolving around Texas A&M athletics is texags.com. And back in 2000, and I want to say 15, a guy posted a huddle video and said, hey, my son is going to be a walk-on at Texas A&M. I'm proud of him, yada, yada, yada. Here's his film. And nobody really paid much attention to it. Well, it turns out that was Colin Glaspia. Four years later, he worked his tail off. Jimbo Fisher took over, and Jimbo Fisher moved him from walk-on linebacker to fullback. It was a natural fit. And fast forward, he's a draft pick. Nobody saw that coming, but he's just a really good example of, you know, just the Aggie culture, the hardworking spirit that so many Aggies possess. And I couldn't be more happy for him. He deserves it more than anybody I know. Did you see his reaction? Speaking of, uh, you know, him being a Houston area kid, did you see his reaction when he got the call from the Texans? I did. You know, Colin Glaspie went to Katie Taylor High School. He's a Katie native, which is right there outside of Houston. He grew up a Texans fan. Um, I can only imagine how excited he was when he got that phone call. It was from Brian Gain, the Texans general manager. Just a lot of emotion. You could tell he was having a hard time holding it in. But you can't blame the guy. I mean, the guy worked his tail off. I can't even imagine going from walk-on to a starter in the SEC to an NFL draft pick. I mean, that's just a roller coaster. And I'm sure that – I mean, he said this before. He thought about quitting after his junior year. He said it was just a lot of hard work. He wanted to focus on school. He wanted to give it all up, but he thought with Jimbo Fisher coming in, he'd give it a shot. And I'm sure he's glad he stuck with it because now he's playing for his hometown Texans. I think he'll make the team. He's a high-motor guy. I think he's never really amounted to anything other than maybe a special teams guy. But as you know, those guys are really valuable. And there's always that one guy on the team who just really tears it up on kickoff coverage. That's going to be Colin Gillespie. We're going to go with Gillespie because you said you've talked to his dad, and his dad says yeah. Gillespie. <laughs> yeah, it's – I've heard Gillespie. I've heard Gillespie. I've talked to guys who went to high school with him. And I said, which one is it? And they go, I don't know. So nobody really knows. It's a mystery. <laughs> he was legitimately the 12th, I mean, legitimate 12th man, right, when he came in? He was. He started off as a walk-on. He didn't get the 12th man designation until, I believe, his junior year. But he was a walk-on. He's, the actual, he's actually the first 12th man to ever be drafted into the NFL. So... It's definitely a big moment, not only for him, but for Texas A&M as a whole. Yeah, this is big for, I'm sure, Aggie fans, too, to, to have not only an Aggie, but a 12th man get drafted by the Texans. And I, I, I'm sure 
you know, maybe some Aggies were, were brought into the Texans tent a little bit if they weren't already Texans fans with Shane Leckler. But, you know, this has got to be a big deal for them, uh, Taylor. And, and also, uh, can you tell us, like, what does he bring to the Texans as far as special teams? What made him so special? I think it's just his work ethic. I mean, he's a guy who he's going to play it out all on the field. He plays like his hair's on fire. Uh, from a fullback standpoint, he, you could tell it was his first year playing fullback. He missed a lot of assignments. But as far as effort goes, there's no question that he's going to bring everything he has every day, day in and day out. He wants to be in Houston. He wants to be a Texan. And uh, one thing that Jimbo Fisher said constantly about him is just the effort. I keep saying that, but it really is the effort. He's going to find a spot in the team. It's going to be on special teams. And uh, I mean, like I said, he plays with his hair on fire. That's just who he is as a person. I mean, he's just competitive. He's uh, He was undersized, not so much anymore. The crazy thing about him, and I didn't realize this until the pro day, Travion Williams ran, I believe, around a 4 5 9, 40. Colin Gillespie ran a faster 40 than Travion Williams. Wow. That was hard to believe for me. But, I mean, the guy's just an athletic freak. He's going to give everything he has, and he's going to find a way to stick on that roster. Can he help the Texans as a fullback? Maybe with time, maybe with NFL coaching. Like I said, last year was his first year as a fullback. He has really soft hands. That's one thing I was really impressed with, not only during the games, but during the practices I saw. Um, I think give it a couple years under the Texans coaching staff, and I think he could probably find a spot. But for right now, I think his spot on the Texans is going to be on special teams. What's he like as a leader? I mean, what did you hear about him from, from the other players and from the coaches? Vocal. He's a really vocal guy, and he leads by example. I mean, anytime you see a guy like that who started off as a walk-on linebacker, stuck with it year in and year out under Kevin Sumlin, coaching change happens, he thinks about quitting, he sticks with it. Next thing you know, he's an SEC starter. He's a draft pick. I mean, that's a guy people can look up to. Was he somebody that the coaches – and the players, did they all sort of gravitate him? Was was he somebody that like everybody was like, yeah, th- this is this is our guy? Kind of is that is that what he was like? He was a captain. Anytime your captain is a walk on, I think it says a lot about not only your work ethic but your persona as a player. And every player that I spoke to, every player that I heard from, they really loved Colin a lot, just as a leader, as a as a person. And I think he's a guy who the veterans in the Texas locker room. They're going to have a lot of respect for him because, I mean, look at J.J. Watt. He was a walk-on at one point, and he's an all-pro now. He's one of the best players in Texans history, if not the best player in Texans history. So I think J.J. Watt's a guy who's going to welcome Colin with open arms, and I think Colin is definitely going to look up to J.J. in a lot of ways because they have similar backgrounds. So I think Colin Gillespie is a player. Uh, for those who don't know him uh, or didn't watch him, I guess, at Texas A&M, uh, was there a memorable moment or two from him over the last few years? So the bowl game this past year, it was the last offensive play of a Texas A&M season. Colin Gillespie lined up a fullback, and I think every Aggie that was either there or watching on TV was thinking, Jimbo, please hand it off to Colin. I think the ball was on the 12-yard line. So it wasn't you know unforeseeable that maybe he'll score from that far out, but there was a bunch of walk-ons on the field. And sure enough, Jimbo decided to hand it off to Colin versus take a knee. And Colin was wrapped up at around the five-yard line, and he just powered his way into the end zone and scored. He was the first 12th man in Texas A&M history to score an offensive touchdown. And the way he scored that touchdown, like I said, he dragged the guy in from five yards out. I think that says a lot about him as a player, just his ability to fight through adversity, 
to give all out 110% effort, play like his hair's on fire, night in and night out. That was just the Colin Gillespie of the Aggies know and love. And I think that's the Colin Gillespie of the Texans fans are going to get to know and love. Anything else you can tell us just about, you know, him as the player, you know, beyond maybe special teams? Did you see anything, you know, with him when he was playing uh, just regular sets or anything like that? You said you said you liked his hands. Was he somebody that could could make those crushing blocks and uh, might be able to open up some holes? Because really, the Texans could use a fullback near the goal line. They're having a lot of issues trying to get the ball into the end zone when they get inside the 10-yard line ever since Arian Foster. It's just something that they, they didn't even go with last year. I think they sort of gave up the idea of a fullback and, and let go of Jay Prosh. Did you see something in him when, you, when he was blocking that maybe he could bring that to the Texans? Two words really come to mind. He's a competitor, and he's really adaptable. And I think that's really going to work in his favor with the Texans. Is He played one year at fullback. He had never really played fullback before in his life, but under Jimbo Fisher, he made big steps. He got better as the year went on, and I think the Texans, you know, when you're in the pros, you got to do more than just play special teams. And I think give him some time, give him some time under the NFL coaching staff and uh, Colin Gillespie, especially his hands. That's one thing that really stood out to me. He runs so hard, and he runs those routes in the flats where he gets a full head of steam. We saw him time and time again at A&M catch those balls in the flats, power forward for first down. There's a lot of things that are working in his favor. He has the skill set to be an NFL fullback. I think it's going to take time, and it's going to take patience. But give it a year or two, and I think he's going to be able to contribute on offense for uh, the Texans. Special teams, he'll contribute right away. There's nobody who wants it more than Gillespie. But as far as playing fullback goes, it's going to take a year or two, but I think he's eventually going to fit in. He's going to fit the mold of an NFL fullback. It's just going to take time. Well, I've got you on here. Big news in College Station in the last uh, week or two is uh, Scott Word, Word resignation, or it looks like he's going to LSU, right, the athletic director? Yeah. You know, a lot of speculation was that some of the higher-ups at A&M burned the bridges between him and Woodward, and Woodward wanted to go. That's kind of been the speculation among a bunch of coaching changes in the past. But I think for this case, Scott Woodward wanted to be at LSU. He's from Baton Rouge. He went to LSU, got his bachelor's degree from there. It was no secret that his destination this whole time was to be the LSU athletic director. And when Oliva got reassigned, I almost said fired. He really got reassigned, I guess, technically. Um, my immediate thought was Woodward's probably going to be a prime candidate. Sure enough, he took that job, and good for him. I mean, he was able to go home. That's his dream job. It was no surprise to me. But uh, I guess really the question is, how long will Jimbo Fisher be the head coach at A&M? Because Jimbo Fisher a couple times has really flirted with that LSU job, as I'm sure you know. Um, And I think really the deciding factor for Jimbo Fisher was he wasn't really happy with the state of the athletic department at LSU. Well, one of the big selling points for Jimbo Fisher when he came to A&M was Scott Woodward. So you got to think now that Scott Woodward's at LSU, how long is it going to take for Jimbo Fisher to make the transition from A&M to LSU. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it's a possibility. It's something to look out for. Outside of uh, him spending a lot of time there, what what would draw him back to LSU as opposed to Texas A&M? I mean, the, the Aggies, I'm sure, would pony up uh, some money on that. The facilities are, you know, grade A right now, right? Talking about Jimbo Fisher, not Woodward, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Fisher. sorry. I'm sorry, Fisher. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think... Well, Jimbo did an interview a couple weeks ago with Tex and kind of 
cleared the air a little bit and said he wants to be at A&M. He's committed to A&M long-term. But it's one of those things to me, my first thought was, what else is he going to say, you know, to be honest with you. But if I had a guess, if you were to put a gun to my head, so to speak, I think Jimbo Fisher is probably going to be at A&M for long-term. But what I'm saying is it's something to look out for, for sure, because when he came to A&M, one of the first things he said was his relationship with Scott Woodward was one of the most important things. Well, now that Scott Woodward's at LSU – and you look at the track record with Jimbo Fisher being interviewed and being interested in the LSU job in the past, it's one of those things where I'm starting to see the stars kind of line up. And I'm wondering, you know, maybe there's smoke there. Great out Woodward and the job that he did while he was AD. A plus, 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 plus. I mean, he went and got Jimbo Fisher from Florida State, a hire that many people outside the Texas A&M program thought couldn't happen. He went and got Buzz Williams. And if you're familiar with the Texas A&M basketball program, it's not in good shape at all. And to be able to draw somebody like Buzz Williams from Virginia Tech, and he had that program going. He did great things at Virginia Tech. And he uh, got Buzz Williams to A&M. And then from some of the non-major sports, like women's golf, he went and got Andrea Gaston, who I call her the Nick Saban of women's golf. What she did at USC was unbelievable. But she he took her from USC to A&M. Um, he made a really good hire in volleyball. He took the uh, Kansas assistant coach, Lori Bird-Kuhn, from Kansas to A&M. He was doing some really good things with the athletic program. And uh, A&M fans are definitely uh, in a bit of a panic when he leaves because everything was going full steam when he was on board. But I think the A&M athletic department right now is in a position where whoever they go hire is going to land in a hotbed because he has Jimbo Fisher. He has Buzz Williams, you know, so on and so forth. I think they're in a position where they can go out and hire just about anybody they want. So I think all the panic that's going on from AM fans is a little overblown. They shouldn't be in panic mode. I think Woodward was going to go to LSU. It's a matter of time. Um, give it a couple of weeks, and I think they're going to get a big name AD from somewhere. How are you feeling about the football team next year? It's interesting. You know, it's a lot of big losses on both sides of the ball. Um, I think next year is going to look a lot like 2018 did. I think maybe an eight or nine win team. I think 2020 is the year to look for. Kellamon's going to be a senior. There's going to be a lot of experience defensively. The receiving cores can be really experienced. Um, I think 2020 is the year to look to and think Texas A&M might be a national championship contender. But 2019 might be a little bit too early. Like I said, a lot of losses on both sides of the ball. Um, Aggie fans are going to have to be a little bit patient. Next year might be a step back, but 2020 is the year I have circled on my calendar is the year that we might see some big things in College Station. Are you kind of blown away that Kyler Murray was the, the number one pick in the draft? <laughs> blown away? I, I always knew he was talented, and he landed in a situation at Texas A&M. I'll say this. Kevin Sumlin handled that about as poorly as he possibly could. I, it blows my mind to this day. Kevin Sumlin recruited two number one overall draft picks to A&M, Miles Garrett and Kyler Murray, and he still couldn't get past eight and four. I mean, it just blows my mind. But Kyler Murray, I knew he was talented. I knew he was undersized. But, in, you know, in college football, that doesn't really matter. Um, he went to Oklahoma. He tore it up. Good for him. I mean, he deserved the chance. And turned out he's the first guy ever to be a first-round draft pick in both baseball and football. I mean, the guy's an athlete. There's no secret. But it just blows my mind to this day, and I think it will forever, how poorly that whole quarterback situation was handled by Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that Kyler Murray was with the Aggies. And it just, I, yeah, I still I can't believe that. But, and, and Trivia, 
Travion, how do you feel like he's going to do in the NFL? I mean, it's uh, it was a possibility that the Texans would, you know, might have tried to get him, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, Travion's an interesting guy to me. You know, running backs are hard to project in the NFL because everybody has their own scheme, their own system, their own running back that they look for to fit that system. But I heard that some scouts were a little bit concerned about him because, A, he's undersized, he's not a big guy at all, and, B, he doesn't have that breakaway speed. He does a lot of things well but I don't really think he does anything great. And I think his numbers he put up this year says a lot about Jimbo Fisher's system. If you've kept track of Jimbo Fisher's teams over the years, it seems like the running back always puts up big numbers. That was the case this year. I think Travion's a really talented kid. I think he's going to have an NFL career. But for any team that was looking for that 1A, and I say 1A because we live in a day and age where the NFL, there's really no three-down running back anymore. It's really 1A and 1B. Travion Williams isn't ever going to be that 1A. Uh, he's going to be a really good backup for a long time, but it didn't surprise me that he felt like he did. Like I said, I heard that scouts had some concerns about him, and it was mainly his size and the lack of breakaway speed. Like I said, Colin Gillespie was faster than him in his 40. So, but, I mean, he's a talented guy. He's a hard worker. He's going to find a way to stick on an NFL roster for, you know, a long time. But I think a lot of people were surprised by how far he fell. I wasn't one of them, to be honest. Rooting for the kid, another Houston area guy like Gillespie. So you got a couple of them. Uh, got drafted by the NFL through Texas A&M. Really cool stories. And and Travion, from the high school that he came from, which is, you know, not not exactly a football powerhouse. And he, he right. sort of brought it back as kind of a cool story. But uh, how, how and when can people, or when can people, uh, what days can people hear you on the zone? So I'm a swing host. So I fill in as needed right now on the zone. Actually, I'll be on. Tuesday from 4 to 6. I'll be on Friday from 11 to 2. And if you're not in College Station, you can stream it online at RadioAggieland.com. If you are in College Station, you can tune in 11.50 a.m., 93.7 FM. We actually just changed that. You said 102.7 earlier. We just changed that recently. So our uh, airwaves expand a lot farther than they did before. Um, But you can follow me on Twitter as well, at TaylorTravis15. Sometimes I have good takes. Sometimes I have bad takes. And sometimes I make really bad jokes. So if that's your thing, you can follow me on Twitter at TaylorTravis15. <laughs> well, thanks so much for giving us a little insight into Colin and uh, looking forward to see what he can do with the Texans. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me on. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey there, listener. Are you a fan of Houston Cougar Athletics? Well, Sam and I have got the perfect podcast for you. It's the Scott and Holman Podcast. Yeah, we're talking all things Houston Cougars, in-season, off-season, recruiting, on-field results. If it's Houston Cougars, we're talking about it. So search Scott and Holman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.